0: Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, it's 1230
1: in the morning, and we are recapping the first round of the NFL Draft. I hope you didn't uh, skip the last pick, because it was quite a doozy. Clyde Edwards-Elair, the only running back selected. He goes to the Chiefs, 32nd overall. We did not see that one coming. Now, in terms of the wide receivers, uh, the top three, maybe we didn't go to the best spots. Then after that, it got a little bit better, with Philadelphia taking Jalen Rager, and Minnesota taking Justin Jefferson. Uh, We'll talk about that. But round one was interesting. Uh, Yeah, actually, no, it wasn't really that interesting. Uh, Welcome to the show. I'm Adam Azor. I got Heath Cummings and Jamie Eisenberg here. Uh, Heath, what's your reaction to round one?
2: It was weird. Like, there were so many spots that we were excited about the wide receivers, and then all the guys, and maybe it's just a personal thing. I'm sure there are people out there who their favorite wide receivers went to the spots that were open for targets. But for me, like, like, the best wide receivers went to really weird spots. And then the guys that filled those spots, I wasn't excited about. And then the running back happened.
1: The running back certainly did happen. Jamie, your reaction to
0: round one? There were a lot of teams that got better for reality purposes by getting some pretty talented players. This was a crappy night for fantasy when it comes to wide receivers and the first running back off the board. It was a good night for quarterbacks, though, right? I mean, look, the it, chalk happened. Burrow, we knew Tua was something. No, that, I'm sorry, uh, I meant the veteran quarterbacks. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, obviously, you know uh, Dak Prescott. I think it's pretty easy to say is the third quarterback, um, or, or will be ranked as the third quarterback for for many people. Um, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but he will be for me. Uh, Drew Locke got better with the addition of Jerry Judy. Um, it's a good thing for Kirk Cousins. It's a good thing for Carson Wentz to get a receiver. Uh, I think there was one veteran quarterback that's probably pretty ticked off right now. His name is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the the quarter, I mean, anytime you're going to add, you, you know, this was a talented wide receiver class. And, and for the quarterbacks that got all of these guys on their team so far, it was good. But it just, their destinations were not the best for fantasy.
2: And I, I don't want to say anything bad about Brandon Ayuk, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably not very happy either because they had a chance with their first first round pick to take basically any of the wide receivers they wanted, right? Like they could have had all but all but Rugs, mm-hmm. and they chose a defensive tackle. But they stuck to then, their philosophy, though. Yeah, it yeah it is. But I, man, I would have felt a lot better if uh, we could have got Lamb in San Francisco instead of in Dallas.
1: Yeah. Yes. I, they needed, obviously, to replace DeForest Buckner. So that's what the San Francisco 49ers did with their first pick. Let's take a look. All right. So here's what I'm going to I'm going to list all of the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers taken and just give we'll do winners and losers in a second. But just for now, you know, give me a quick fantasy take on each guy. Let's start with Joe Burrow. Number one to, to Cincinnati
0: it's what we expected. So I think it's a, it's a good spot for him. Um, you know, Heath, I think, and I are on the same page that this off season potentially being shortened uh, how much is going to hurt these rookies. But, you know, he's been apparently already in contact and, and working with Zach Taylor and the coaching staff there. So he has a shot to be a starting fantasy quarterback by the end of the season, depending on the match.
1: Heath, give me two Tagovailoa to the dolphins at
2: number five. I think it's very similar. Like, he's probably not going to start week one, I would guess, and Burrow probably is, so that might be a difference. But you're not starting Burrow at the beginning of the year, so that difference doesn't really matter. I do think Tua by the end of the year, assuming that he's healthy for the start of camp, I think Tua could be a starting fantasy quarterback by the end of the year, too. I'm pretty excited about him.
0: Justin Herbert to the Chargers at six, Jamie. So, again, similar situation. He gets great weapons. Um, Will he beat out Tyrod Taylor? At the start of the season, will he beat him out like what happened to Tyrod in Cleveland by week three? Um, I, I think by the end of the year, we'll have a, a, a Daniel Jones, Gardner, Minshew potential of matchup right could be good. This defense is going to be great for the Chargers, so I don't know how much he'll be throwing to catch up and, and chase points, um, which will not necessarily help his fantasy
2: stock. Well, that's what cause I I wrote the I think that's the one difference between him and Mayfield um, is the Chargers team around Tyrod Taylor is so good. If they stay in the playoff race, it might take a little bit longer before Justin Herbert gets to start.
1: Mm. Okay. And finally, Jordan Love to Green Bay, uh, you know, in, from a dynasty perspective. What do you think about Jordan Love going to the Packers 26th overall? <sighs>
2: He's. I'm still more, this is probably wrong. I'm still more excited about Jordan Love's upside than Justin Herbert's.
0: Jamie, who would you take in Dynasty, Love or Herbert? Oh, Herbert. I mean, Love's not playing for three years. Yeah, unless
1: they trade him. But that was that was an interesting one. All right, running backs. There's it was only a one dumb, taken. Dumb pick. Well, <laughs> I'm sure that's what they said about Aaron Rodgers at the time. But it's you know it stinks for Aaron Rodgers. They don't have another pick until. The late in the second round, of course, they could trade up, but we'll see what wide receivers are available. We certainly wanted the Packers to take a wide receiver in round one, and it did not happen. But
0: there, Denzel Mims was sitting right there, yeah, right there,
1: yeah. That's a, and that was like I, I wanted. I wanted the Yak Daddy, Ceedee Lamb, to go to the Eagles. After that, like the the match that I thought would be made in heaven would be would be Denzel Mims going to the Packers. I thought that would be great, but. What the heck do I know? Um, Clyde Edwards Elaer, thirty second overall to Kansas City. Who's the starting running back there? Do you
0: guys that oh, look? This Damian is Williams. this
1: is twenty minutes after the pick just happened. So Damian Williams it's says Jamie Williams.
0: There's no doubt about it. It's Damian Williams. Damian Williams should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl.
2: I I think it's likely Jam- Damian Williams, but still the same thing. And I think Jamie said this before last year. We've never seen Damian Williams make it through a season healthy. Right.
0: Mm. They're so, gonna they're gonna play Edwards Elaer plenty. He is going to be anywhere from Darren Sproles to Maurice jones That's yeah. the range of spectrum for him because those That's are the, guys the profiles. Like he's he's a physical guy, like like MJD, catch the ball like Sproles. They like can be creative with him. Um, but this, this, I mean, look, they were always going to share touches in this backfield. It just going to be who was going to be the one sharing with with Williams. So when we get to tomorrow's podcast and we find out that Swift is somewhere, hopefully better. Uh, Taylor is somewhere, hopefully better. The Dobbins is somewhere hopefully better. Those guys should be better fantasy running backs than Edwards-Hilaire. It's a great destination for him, but this just makes it
2: messy for redraft leagues in 2020. I will say that Patrick Mahomes has just tweeted out the Shaq shimmy gif, and I have moved Clyde Edwards-Hilaire up six (laughs) spots because of it. (laughs) Was he wearing his fanny pack when he did it?
0: You know, I, he, the guy ran a four six forty.
1: For him to be the first running back off the board, that is just shocking to me. I am not going to doubt Andy Reid, but it's just shocking to me that he that he as a four that that's slow. And I gave this stat a couple weeks ago when we talked about running backs. i I'm not saying that a guy has to be all pro. To be good in fantasy, that's obviously not the case. But over the past five years, this is from CBSSports.com, over the past five years, fourteen running backs have been awarded All-Pro honors by at least one media outlet. None of them ran four six seconds or slower during their forty-yard dash. And both and I- Clyde Edwards-Helaire and Zach Moss uh, ran four six or slower. So uh, it's just to me, you're talking dynasty. I know he's on Kansas City, but I, th- that lack of speed means less less like All-Pro upside. He could still be really good, but. For what it's worth,
2: yeah. I I have another uh, stat about him from Eric Edholm on Twitter. Clyde Edwards-Helaire caught 15 more passes than Henry Ruggs and 12 more than Jalen Rager last year.
1: Yeah, that's great. He he had 55 (laughs) catches. That's an unbelievable number for a running back. (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, Okay, wide receivers is where it gets interesting. So yeah, a a quick hit on these guys, and we'll, we'll obviously break it down a little bit deeper, but. 12th overall Henry Ruggs uh the third to Alabama uh, fr- from Alabama to the Las Vegas Raiders uh,
0: Jamie your thoughts I I think he's going to help Derek Carr I think he's going to end up making a lot of plays I think Derek Carr is going to be a little bit um uh probably under that under overlooked with what he can do with with uh rugs this doesn't make rugs better by going to the Raiders um, But we saw Tyrell Williams score four touchdowns in his first four games last year. We saw Hunter Renfro make plays at the end of the season last year. So I think he'll be okay. I just don't think this was the best spot for him.
1: You know, Derek Carr's actually been top 12 in passing yards each of the last two seasons. The Raiders had a, a surprisingly effic- efficient and effective passing game last year. They were like seventh in yards per attempt, something like that. Yeah, seventh in yards per attempt. Uh, attempt. They got some pretty good weapons. Carr's interesting, but still, he's nothing more than a 2QB league guy, right?
0: Right. Yes. And Ruggs is just a late round pick in seasonal leagues.
1: Okay. Uh, how about number 15, Jerry Judy to Denver? And Michael Irvin said on the broadcast 60% of his snaps were out of the slot, but obviously he can do both. Jerry Judy, route running extraordinaire to Denver. Heath, your thoughts?
2: Awesome for Drew Lock. We're gonna find out if Drew Lock can be a good quarterback in the NFL because he has, uh, like, not you can't say that he has the best weapons or like some of the best weapons, but the most maybe the most young, exciting weapons in the NFL. With Sutton, with Judy, with Noah Fant, I mean, this core could grow into something that's consistently making wild card games in the <laughs> AFC West. Um, <laughs> yeah, Melvin Gordon too. I I think there's a chance that Judy in 2021 becomes the number one wide receiver in this offense. I don't think he's probably going to take the job from Sutton this year, and there's so little competition for like the the, the tertiary targets that uh, I'm going to leave Sutton as a top 15, 18 wide receiver. It's not like he just got Michael Gallup,
1: and I did three Twitter polls. Who has a better fantasy football season in 2020? I did Judy versus Sutton, Lamb versus Gallup, and Ayuk versus Debo Samuel. And uh, you want to guess the only rookie that won? Hmm. Judy versus Sutton, Lamb versus Gallup, Ayuk versus Samuel. I don't know. If you were going to pick one that was going to be better than the veteran, uh, who would it be?
0: Lamb.
2: Heath. Ah, uh, yeah, I think Lam. like Lamb's probably the one I have the closest to Gallup. So, yeah,
1: it was Lamb. He got 58% of the vote. Ayuk got only 15%, Judy got 32%. I thought that one would be a little bit closer because I do think well, I don't think. I I mean, I feel pretty confident in saying that Judy a better prospect entering the NFL draft than Cortland Sutton was. But, yeah, I mean, rookie wide receivers, it's they, they don't usually have
0: massive ears. So, um, yeah. So The thing is, is like, you know, Sutton had a good season last year. He just does not profile as like a dominant number one guy. Well,
1: Heath, Heath
0: seems to think more highly of him. Oh, I think he's a good player. I just don't think he's in the mold. Of, like, I don't think it's it's like, you know, Calvin Ridley coming to the Falcons and he crushes Julio Jones because Julio Jones is an alpha dog. Like, I don't think Cortland Sutton's of that elk.
2: Right. I don't think Cortland Sutton is Julio Jones. I agree with that.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> CeeDee Lamb to Dallas. Uh, this is another team. You know, I mentioned the Eagles really needing yards after catch. Dallas, yeah, they, they could use a little bit of that too. Ezekiel Elliott was 25th in the NFL. Michael Gallup was 39th. Amari Cooper was outside the top 60. So they get the yak daddy. They get CeeDee Lamb. And uh, Jamie, you're up. What's your fantasy takeaway here?
0: I absolutely hate this. I completely hate this. Lamb was my favorite uh, receiver. He was among my favorite prospects. And, you know, he's he's going to be in the mix for the second spot. I don't think he's going to overtake Amari Cooper in terms of the number one guy there. Um, first off, uh, you know, again, Dak Prescott gets a, a big boost. Uh, you know, I, I'll speak for all of us. Our prayers go out to his family. You know, apparently his brother uh, passed away tonight. Um, this is a terrible situation overall on a day that he should be celebrating with the addition of, of C.D. Lamb. Um, but, uh, you know, Lamb um, makes this team significantly better. But it hurts Cooper, it hurts Gallup, and it just makes it frustrating.
1: Yeah. Randall Cobb, though, like, he actually had 828 yards and three touchdowns. Witten had 529 and four. I, 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 It's like, obviously, getting CeeDee Lamb is great for Prescott. I still just wonder if he could really have a better year. You know, 4,900 yards. I. I don't see him doing that again. He didn't even have 3,900 yards in any season before that. Well, but maybe he has more touchdowns. They changed they change coordinator. They changed everything. Yeah, but everything how was it? 4,900 right. yards. I mean, like one season, okay, Kirk, so If he, Kirk, go, if
0: he goes 4,500 and the touchdowns are, are, are three different, five different, are you upset about that? No, that's
1: a huge. But that's because he had 30 touchdowns. So, I mean, that's still. You, you I, and you and I were texting about Russell Wilson versus Dak Prescott and, and Prescott had eight hundred more passing yards than Russell all right, Wilson. but and,
0: and I'm sorry for keep cutting you off, Heath, but think about what happened to and, and this is by no means making the comparison to these two guys. What happened when Tom Brady in two thousand seven finally got Wes Welker and Randy Moss and got weapons around him? He became a statistical monster, right? Yeah. And so you could see that. But but he, had, that, but he had but
1: he had much better seasons than Dak Prescott had
0: ever had. Before not that. prior to that necessarily. I bet he had more than four thousand passing yards. Dak had never done that. Remember, though, at the time, four thousand. I'm sure he did, I, I, and without without looking, I'm sure he did. And he was better. Again, he's he's clearly better than Dak Prescott. Um, but at, at some point, you know, guys, just something clicks and things are different. You know, for him, it could be could have been the contract year, could have been the change in, in coordinator, could have been just immaturing. A lot of things could factor into play. And now we just got another big playmaker. Yeah, it's
2: who great. Can make yards after the catch. He's he's uh. He's a star. Yeah, he doesn't need to throw for 4,900 yards and 30 touchdowns to be the number three quarterback.
1: No, I still, I just, if they tell me that Russell Wilson is going to throw the ball more, yeah, you know, that's going to just be tough between the two of them. I Like, yeah, I, I just, I don't disagree. Dak Prescott's obviously a winner because it just, it makes his floor higher. And uh, he also threw the ball more and they ran more plays. I'm pretty sure they, they picked up the pace of their offense. Uh, Jamie has to hop off for just a bit to do an HQ hit. Heath and I will uh, we'll keep it going here. Jalen Rager to Philadelphia, Justin Jefferson to Minnesota, Brandon Ayuk to San Francisco. Right now, your, your initial reaction, how are you ranking Jalen Rager to Philadelphia, J- Justin Jefferson to Minnesota, Brandon Ayuk to San Francisco?
2: This is probably the, the point where we wish we had Dave because I know Dave was the Jalen Rager guy before and uh i i certainly was not so just to make that clear i've got jefferson just ahead of rager and well ahead of brandon iuk i think there is a chance for it's going to be interesting specifically with jefferson because we talked about how in 2018 he played outside a lot in 2019 like 99 of his snaps came from the slot Adam thielen has been the slot guy while Stefan Diggs has drawn the tough outside coverage. I don't know what they're going to do with those two when it comes to 2020, but that will like, there's enough targets for Jefferson to be a number three wide receiver in the offense. If he's as good as I think he is. And I think he's very good. I don't know what to make of the target opportunity in Philadelphia. I mean, we've got Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, who have been so hurt, but are owed so much money. They may not be getting cut. And I don't feel confident that Jalen Rager as a rookie is definitively better than JJ Ortega Whiteside, who was just absolutely terrible last year.
1: Hmm. I hope he's better. And he's another guy Rager. That's good after the catch. That's why I wanted uh, the Eagles to get Jerry to get CD lamb. They got Rager. Who's, you know, that he was the next wide receiver off the board. 21st overall four picks after CD lamb, uh, 7'40". 4, 4, he's not a blazer, but he returns punts and um, short guy, five foot ten. But yeah, you know, again, just, I, I think it's better for Carson Wentz. I'm excited for Carson Wentz to have a, a playmaker at wide receiver because their wide receivers are just well. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's got speed, but Jeffrey is just you know he he's a possession guy. He's not. Well, gonna I think it depends. Make big plays.
2: It's like I think Rager could definitely make some plays if he's on the field with Alshon and Deshaun Jackson. I I don't think Jalen Rager's getting off the line if he's like trying to be the number one wide receiver.
1: Maybe not. And there were no tight ends taken in round one. There were a bunch of offensive linemen. The Giants took Andrew Thomas fourth overall. Apparently no good trade offers for either the Lions or the Giants at three or four. I, I thought it was interesting that the Dolphins were able to just sit at five and take two at I Loa I really felt confident they were going to take to it, but I thought they might have to trade up to do it. Uh, Jedrick Wills to Cleveland at 10. Mikai Becton to the Jets at 11. Tristan Wirfs to Tampa Bay. They traded up one spot with the Niners to get him. Miami took Austin Jackson out of USC 18th. The Saints took a center that maybe could play guard 24th overall Cesar Ruiz. And the Titans took a guard Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia. Georgia with two offensive linemen taken in the first round, Thomas at four and Wilson at 29. And it does take a while for, uh, for offensive linemen to really pay off. It seems just based on uh, recent history, but should be some good one in this class. All right, we got some winners and losers to get to. Let me promote a few things. First of all, we're, we're going to come at you every night after each of these rounds and we'll have, I think we're looking at five shows next week. So we're going to really give you a lot of NFL draft content We've got our biggest winner of the night is Jordan Krasner from Maryland. He got eight picks right in the top ten in our Facebook contest, and our Podcast League contest. Jordan, you are in the Podcast League. Congratulations.
2: What? This is the doing of Ben Schrager, right? Yeah. I was going to say, because every year (laughs) in the past when we've done this contest, the following Monday, you've requested that people email you yeah. if they got a certain number right because you weren't going to look through all of them right so i think we should give a little credit to ben treger oh, for I, actually keeping track and knowing who won i told him
1: facebook was a bad idea like it's gonna you do it through email and then you tell everyone to forward you their original email and he was like nope i'll do it and he said it only took him like a half hour it took me like four days when i used to go through all the emails uh, but he did it all. Yeah, Adam, that's not super surprising. <laughs> no, nah, he, he. like Ben is so dedicated and we got, um, you know, more eyeballs on the Facebook page. So hopefully that's paying off because we had some good conversations in there tonight. And thanks to every How many entries did we have?
2: 350
1: entries. Awesome. 350 entries. And the big winner is Jordan Krasner. Congratulations. Uh, another big winner for me, Heath, was Jennifer Hudson's rendition of Lean On Me just before the draft started. You see that? No, oh, it was really awesome. Very Shraggy B, you see that? Yeah, it was good. It was great. Very beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I want to give some rookie trends over the last four seasons, five seasons now. We've had one rookie quarterback do well five straight seasons. Not necessarily from start to finish, but Jameis Winston, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. They were all at at
2: worst top sixteen. We, at, during one point or another of the season. No, they finished top 16. Oh, okay, cuz yeah. Watson only played like eight games. Uh, yeah, you know what?
1: he was the one that that was. I'm sorry. Yeah, cuz he but he was second in fantasy points. Oh, no, he's first in fantasy points per game. Uh the others, Winston was 14th, Dak was 9th. Uh Mayfield was 16th and Kyler Murray was 10th. Um uh, let's see. We have had at least two rookie running backs finish top 15. Five straight years. And before last year, it was two at least two rookie running backs finished top 12 for straight seasons. Now, this is in non-PPR. not A little bit worse, I think, in PPR. But last year, Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs, they were just outside the top 12, but they were top 15. We have had only two top 12 rookie wide receivers in the last five seasons in non-PPR. Michael Thomas and A.J. Brown. Brown was actually 10th in non-PPR, 21st in PPR. We have had a top 21 wide receiver as a rookie four straight seasons. Michael Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster, Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown. But again, it's tough to find rookie wide receivers that finish as number two guys. Um, And then the tight ends, whatever. There's only been one tight end that's finished top 10 in the last five years, and that was Evan Ingram. So let's get to winners and losers. Heath, who are your biggest winners? Well
2: that's a good question, Adam. <laughs> I sent you my biggest winners.
1: Dak Prescott.
2: But Ben Gretch had sent better winners. Okay,
1: let's do pens then. That
2: I didn't want to answer because I thought he was going to be on the show.
1: <laughs> All right, but
2: I think that uh Debo Samuel was a good answer as a winner. I didn't
1: I, I didn't get that. In fact, it was funny. I, w- I wanted Ben to be able to, to explain it cuz he said Debo and Darren Waller were his winners and both the 49ers and the Raiders took or took a wide receiver in the first round.
2: But both the 49ers and the Raiders had a chance to take Jerry Judy Judy and CeeDee Lamb who are in our opinion, Ben and I's opinion, alpha number 1 type wide receiver prospects guys that could potentially get 120 plus targets in a season and really ruin guys like Debo Samuel and Darren Waller. I think Ayuk could help Jimmy Garoppolo and help the 49ers win some games by catching a few like a la Marquise Goodwin and have a few games right. where he just catches long passes. But I don't think he's really cutting into Debo Samuel's target share very much as for Waller. Like I, the rugs thing for me, Jamie answered that when you asked, but, it was more of it was more of a typical Raiders Al Davis type pick. Yeah. But it, it, they didn't go get the number 1 wide receiver that they needed. They went and got a, a speed gadget guy. Well, but I don't think people consider him to be a speed gadget guy. I mean, if you look at like the fact that he runs a 427 and had like 11 plays receptions that traveled more than 20 yards downfield he doesn't do that many big play type things. It's just that he's really, I mean, and this could prove wrong. Maybe Derek Carr will start winging the ball downfield or, or rugs will make a ton of plays after the catch and they'll use him as a a slash type player. But I think like, I don't, I wouldn't have put Waller of one of my bigger winners, but it could have gone a lot worse for him if they would have drafted one of the two, um, alpha type wide receivers. Do you know how much he played in the slot? Rugs? Yeah. I don't know the percentage, no.
1: Because I I would have preferred them to take just a guy that's going to mostly stay on the outside for Waller's purposes. You know, because Waller was was more hurt by say Hunter Ren Renfro than he was by Tyrell Williams.
2: I would guess that Rug and I this this might be wrong, but I would guess that Rugs is going to mostly play on the outside.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of size, but you know, gets to Sean Jackson comparisons, and he's yeah, hella fast. Waller, you know, I, I'm going back. I'm thinking about this. Like, you got the whole Hunter Renfro thing. When when Renfro started to get more involved in the offense, Waller struggled a little bit, and then Renfro missed three games late in the year, and Waller just like had these huge, huge games. Uh, weeks thirteen through fifteen, he had. Two hundred ninety-four yards in those three games, but um, if you look, I went back six years. If you look at the the tight ends who have had a thousand yards, here here's the here are the names: Rob Gronkowski multiple times, Greg Olson multiple times, Travis Kelsey multiple times, George Kittle multiple times, Zach Ertz once. So you've got Gronk, Olson, Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, Darren Waller. And then you have Gary Barnage and Delaney Walker. They were four, four-ish four years older, and they did not keep it up the next year. They were just kind of one-year wonders in a, in a sense, in terms of 1,000 yards. But that's really good company. So, yeah, I mean, what, what do you make of that? I mean, just the, not historic think, season, well, but, I, yeah, but it's, it's th- impressive what he did.
2: Yes. The only thing that would make me worry about Darren Waller is if this, his situation quarterback changed or if they actually went and got a number one wide receiver. And I don't think they did that. I, like I, I did take his target share down just a little bit because I wasn't, I wasn't projecting the Raiders with a new wide receiver. So like he may not be a top three guy this year, but I think he's top six pretty comfortably.
1: All right, so Debo Waller. Waller was not my
2: answer. Okay, was um, Debo bad. was definitely one of my answer. I th- I don't think it's particularly close. Dak Prescott is uh, the number three quarterback, and then the last one I had just for fun was Gardner Minshew because, like an hour and a half before, or half an hour before we go on air for our fantasy football show, the news breaks that Jacksonville is trying to trade up to number three to take Tua and everyone really enjoyed that on the fantasy football pregame show <laughs> at my expense, and Gardner Minshew is still a starting quarterback.
1: Yeah, Tyrod Taylor is not, though, so at least I get to... Well, no, he is for now.
2: You know, he, he's definitely starting week one.
1: You know what's annoying, though, about Tua going to the Dolphins and, uh, and Herbert going to the Chargers is that you've now got two situations in two quarterback leagues where kind of sucks right because you probably won't have either you probably won't have anybody for a full season
2: i yeah i'm i'm gonna be really interested the two a situation um i i'm of the opinion that if the dolphins are able to start training camp on the day they normally would which is mid to late july and if Tua is a full participant on the first day of training camp, that he's going to start week one.
1: I'm so happy he's on the Dolphins. I'm just, I really want I, For all my Dolphins, fre- Dolphins fan friends that I grew up with, they needed this. Thank you. I hope it works out. I, I suspect it will. Good stuff. I have Carson Wentz and Drew Locke as winners. And, you know, you look, Derek Carr is, is a winner. But Locke obviously has more upside than Derek Carr. Derek Carr's never thrown for 4100 yards. We don't know what Drew Lock can be. What's your what's your interest in, in Drew Lock as a late round flyer?
2: Um, I think he went from like I agree with you completely on Drew Lock. I think today he went from being a guy that I settled on as a second quarterback in a two quarterback league to a guy that is a solid starter in two quarterback leagues and in, in in leagues where everybody oh, is drafting back. two quarterbacks <laughs> and you feel like you need to do that, Drew Locke is someone you can draft as a second quarterback in a one-quarterback league and have some hope that he has upside beyond that.
1: All right, Jamie, who are your winners?
0: Um... um really? Uh, exactly my answer. <laughs> like- I think, look, uh, Dak Prescott's the biggest winner. Um, Drew Locke is a big winner. Um... I think that Jalen Rager is a winner because of the situation he steps into. Same thing with Justin Jefferson. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're a great fantasy options.
1: Okay, let's go to the losers then. Jamie, who Everyone. are your
0: losers? Everyone? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Amari Cooper and, and Michael Gallup are losers. Um, Cortland Sutton's a loser. Um, well, let's
1: talk about that with Gallup and, and Cooper. So, Cooper specifically. Gallup, by the way, I've mentioned this before, he averaged more targets per game than Amari Cooper. He had, like, six fewer targets, and he played two fewer games. So, yeah, what do you think? you think Cooper's negatively affected by uh,
0: CeeDee Lamb being in Dallas? I do. I think, you know, you could make a strong case that Cooper's a back end of the second-round pick before tonight. And now I think, you know, he goes probably toward the back end of the third round. Like, I'm taking Kenny Galladay over him. I'm taking Juju over him. I'm taking, uh, in PPR, probably Keenan Allen over him. Um, you know, I'm just trying to think like off the top of my head with with how I have it ranked. uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and PPR. Allen Robinson. Really, Keenan Allen, huh? Yeah. S- I'm trying to maybe, think. Maybe not Allen, but but certainly the other guys.
1: I'm trying to think about like high profile wide receivers. Like we weren't we weren't. Downgrading AJ Green when they drafted John Ross in the top
2: ten. There's
0: there's three guys there now. Plus, I think Jarwin's going to put up similar numbers to Jason Witten. C-
2: can I can I give you a uh, Andy Reid quote? Sorry, I'm just doing Clyde Edwards Elair things while you guys are talking about uh, Jason Witten. Yeah. Um, uh, Chiefs general manager uh, Brett Veach told Andy Reid that he watched Elair's game film and thought of Brian Westbrook. Reid said he's better than Brian. <laughs> okay you just wonder though are they going to throw him in right away to be the lead guy i wouldn't think so i i wouldn't think so but he might be that by
0: uh by mid-season jamie, i would say that he is probably the best rookie coming out of today
1: clyde edwards there jamie do you think that
0: the more i think about it i think he's the best one
1: do you think that cd lamb is going to have a better stat line than Randall Cobb? 55, 55 catches, 828 yards, three touchdowns? Yes. Heath? Give me the numbers again. 55 catches, 828 yards, three touchdowns on 83 targets. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so any other any other big losers? So, so Damian Williams, is he a top... Is he a top 50
0: pick? No. Is he a top 60 pick? Maybe. Maybe. No, 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 no. Not round (laughs) one. If you're drafting
1: today, we don't know what happens in round two. If you're drafting before round two and three of the NFL draft, uh, are you taking Ronald Jones or Damian Williams?
0: Ronald Jones. Rojo.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Who did I have as losers? Oh, Aaron Rodgers is a loser. And uh, and Blake Blake Jarwin is a loser.
0: I don't think Rogers is a loser yet. I think Jarwin's a very good answer. Blake Aaron Rodgers
1: is a day one loser. Okay, well, they they draft someone that we're excited about in rounds two or three, then fine. But they just drafted a freaking quarterback.
2: Like I don't think he's. A,
0: I think he's the same. Like well, I, I expected, expected them to take twenty a... where we thought of him. He's the same.
2: Yeah. Um.
0: You know who might be a loser is Noah
2: Fant.
1: Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm not, so, I'm not so sure why, though. Why can't a team add a wide receiver and still have the tight end? Especially since tight end is such a touchdown-dependent uh, position that you don't need the yards and the targets necessarily. You probably
0: just need red zone targets. Why can't a team add a tight still end? I think going to be such a conservative offense, though.
1: Well, may- maybe,
0: but... And may- what are they going to do when they get in the red zone? It's not going to be like they're going to just forget about Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. No, but, I mean, no offense got some serious talent. I don't. I don't think Noah Fant is a loser in the sense of you can't draft him as a starter, but you don't add a player of Jerry Judy's caliber and say Noah Fant's a winner. Oh, no, I wouldn't say he's a winner. Like, but, like the way I have it ranked right now, I think I have Fant. Like, I I was back and forth on Fant, John U. Smith, and, and Hayden Hurst. Like those three guys, I think all have breakout potential. Before today, I'm gonna put Fant behind those guys.
1: Behind John U. Smith and Hayden Hurst. Yep. Yeah. How about Blake Jarwin or Noah Fant?
0: Oh, no, no comparison. Noah right. Fant's in a much better situation. Jarwin's yeah.
1: Jarwin's off the off the radar right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am just trying to think back into history of, of player. You know look, I've made this point before. Uh, that great players I used to think they were more or less unaffected by additions on offense. Okay, so didn't really matter what happened with Julio Jones; he was still going to get his numbers. Didn't really matter that Odell Beckham—they they draft Sterling Shepard, they draft Evan Ingram—didn't make a difference. He was still putting up his numbers. Didn't really work that way for DeAndre Hopkins, though. Antonio Brown was but, another oh, guy. What? Hold on, hold on, one second. I'm almost done with my point. Antonio <laughs> Brown. There was one year where Martavis Bryant was going to come back and you know hopefully play 16 games and break out. Le'Veon Bell was going to be healthy.
0: But who uh, are you putting in those in those in the caliber of those guys no, though? Because I'm, those are the I've, best of the best. I'm, Joe no, I'm
1: trying to get to my point. <laughs> Here. I wasn't done making my point. <laughs>
0: okay, sorry.
1: But you know, we saw last year w- with DeAndre Hopkins that sometimes you know uh, the target. Okay, you know who I'm putting there is Amari Cooper, by the way. But we saw with DeAndre Hopkins that that theory did not work because the, the having Will Fuller and Kenny Stills that did affect his target share, and uh, you know he didn't have as good of a year. But I think you
0: Amari Cooper should not be affected by. C.D. Lamb. Okay, so right now, you're at pick 22 in round two. You have two chances to get Amari Cooper at the back end of round two and the beginning of round three when Cooper Cup, Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, I know you like Odell Beckham. I don't know if you like him there. Um, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, that whole group of guys. Yeah. And maybe leaving somebody out. For Heath, it's, it's Cortland Sutton too.
1: Well, I think... Uh... Are you take are you
0: taking Cooper Adam, still there ahead of those guys?
1: I think Adam Thielen would be in that group too. I'd take Thielen ahead of him.
0: i take Oh, for me Thielen's easy. Mike Evans too. I'd take Evans over but him. But Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen's, Thielen's not affected by Jalen Rager. No. Not to the same level. Right. There there was gonna be somebody to, uh, I'm sorry, to step into I, that role. I
1: said by Justin Jefferson, not Jalen Rager. Uh who might I'm taking him like fourth in that group. I'm taking him behind Thielen, behind Juju, behind Galladay. I don't remember everybody else. I'd still Cup. take him over Cup and Woods. I'm pretty
0: sure you would take him over Cup
1: and
2: Woods. I'll take him over. I'll take Cup over him, but him over Woods. Galladay. It just depends. Like for me at least, there's a huge difference where I have Galladay and non PPR and PPR, and non PPR. I take Galladay over Cooper pretty easily. In PPR, it might still be like even with the addition, it might still be Cooper over Galladay.
0: Like well, I mean there there I don't think it's going to happen honestly and and I I probably shouldn't even say this but I wouldn't be like overly shocked if CeeDee Lamb starts to be better than Amari Cooper.
1: I'd be pretty surprised if that happened this year but yeah look you're you're right it's not it's not good for Amari Cooper but you know the, one other thing that actually has cooled me on Amari Cooper was the addition of Darius Slay and James Bradbury. To the NFC East because he, Amari Cooper, one of my arguments for him was that he faced basically every elite cornerback in football last year and he struggled against basically all of them. He's bad on the road. Yeah, he had some good road games last year, but that hasn't been, that hasn't been his strength for sure. But he faced Stephon Gilmore, he faced Tredavious White, he's faced Lattimore, he faced Jalen Ramsey, uh, he faced Darius Slay and he didn't do well against Darius Slay. And it look, you know, you don't have to face those guys because none of them were in the division. Well, now Bradbury's solid and Slay is really good. So that cooled me a little bit on on Cooper. I thought he had a bad off season in, in something that was completely out of his control. Um, you know, but I've always, I guess, been a little higher on Cooper. Uh, but I'll, I'm just going to stop stealing the thoughts from you guys here. If there are any other losers you want to get to, let me know. Otherwise, we can move on. Great. We'll move on. <laughs> okay. I, I know what, we might actually be done here. No tight ends to talk about. <laughs> what else, Heath?
2: <laughs> no, I just... I, we're moving on to the uh, to else. Adam's close.
1: Let, let's talk about the 49ers. What's the biggest impact of the Niners drafting Brandon Ayuk 25th overall?
2: I don't know. Like short term, I don't think it's a. Hu- I think it's good for Debo. I said that earlier. I think that I don't think Ayuk is taking the number one receiver role away from Debo Samuel.
1: A- any effect on Kittle? No. Who's the biggest quarterback winner after Dak Prescott? Because Garoppolo has been remarkably efficient. Maybe this gets him to throw a little bit more. What do you think? Gardner mitchell no, he he didn't gain any value. If I don't get credit for saying Aaron Rodgers is a loser because he's exactly where he was. Adam, you don't
2: know how traumatic things were for me <laughs> like six or seven hours ago when everyone was giggling over the idea of Jacksonville trading up for the number three pick.
1: Maybe they'll take a quarterback with their next pick. Don't You're not in the clear yet, you know.
2: No, Jameis Winston is still sign there.
1: Are you optimistic about... Jimmy Garoppolo does he have late round sleeper appeal yeah (laughs) Gardner Minshew or Jimmy Garoppolo Minshew Jamie left by the way to do more HQ Gardner Minshew or uh, no I was
2: legitimately feeling like I was hogging all the questions and waiting for Jamie to answer some Uh, of those questions and that's why there was this pause there so I apologize (laughs) that's okay
1: Gardner Minshew or who did I ask you? Jimmy Garoppolo? How about Baker Mayfield? Uh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, you're so crazy. You're just, I love it. I love it, man. I love it. All right, Heath. I think we're done. You wanted to be done by one o'clock. It's one fifteen. We're it was very close. Not
2: not bad at all, Adam. And I really enjoyed the uh, the time that we got to just talk to each other. Um, Me too. We started with four of us. Dave's microphone wasn't working properly. Uh, That was mostly my fault. What? Like you're at pick 75 in your draft, and you're choosing your third running back in a PPR draft. Are you taking Damian Williams or Clyde Edwards either? Damian Williams. Brian Westbrook. (sighs) I, I have Damian Williams projected right now for 20 more fantasy points. I do think Elaire probably has more upside. I want to go back and look at Andy Reid's
1: draft pick history. He didn't draft, he did not draft Jonathan Baldwin, did he? That was before he got there. Oh, that was way
2: before. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think and, of like, did and he have Jonathan any, Baldwin's a wide receiver. Like, I know, but
1: he, I'm just did, trying to, th- did he have any first round, just like terrible first round picks? You know? Because even uh, Bill Belichick has had some terrible. I'm sure he thing.
2: has. He's been in like an NFL head coach for like 30 years or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, re- I just, I'm shocked. I- I'm shocked. I mean, because there's like people will ridicule Dave Gettleman for taking Andrew Thomas as the number one tackle when you know a lot of people had him like fourth. But who's got the guts to ridicule Andy Reid for taking Clyde Edwards-Elair as the number one running back?
2: We'll, you know, we'll see. I don't. I want to clarify. I don't think the Giants necessarily made a mistake taking Andrew Thomas.
1: No, no. no. I just. I don't even. I think he's fine. Yeah, whatever. What the? What? You know, they worked out with Daniel Jones. Whatever. Do what you got to. do. Well, we haven't figured that out yet. But. um... Well, he's better than Haskins. I think. I'm pretty sure. Maybe not. I like. Yo, Haskins got some potential. I'm waffling tonight. It's one. It's one fifteen in the morning.
2: I think it we was, should go. It was um. It was in a tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. What time
1: are you going to wake up tomorrow?
2: I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm not going to set my alarm. I'm just going to go to bed and whenever I wake up, I wake up.
1: I, I I couldn't even imagine what time that is for you. I'm thinking you can't sleep past eight thirty.
2: I would be shocked if I sleep. I will probably be taking an afternoon nap. Mm, um, I those. I won't make it asleep until eight thirty. I might. Like just roll around a few times and not quite get up until 8.30, but no, no way I sleep past 8.30.
1: All right, Heath. Thank you for your time. Have a beautiful sleep, a good night, and I will talk to you tomorrow and we will have some more of our fantasy friends with us tomorrow for the entire show. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll pick you up after rounds two and three.